What does Jesus marvel at? Is there anything we can do that would make Jesus stop in amazement? Uh, today we're going to witness one such instance in the gospel account. Uh, this is a story about authority, hierarchy, humility, and faith. And what this Roman centurion does in our passage today causes Jesus to marvel. Uh, so let's read Matthew 8, 5 to 13 together. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. A few observations from this text. First, notice that this is a Roman centurion, a non-Jew, who is putting his faith in Jesus. A centurion was a Roman officer in command of about 100 men. And he reasons from the way authority works in the army to explain how Jesus can heal his servant with just a word. He says, I am a man under authority. Uh, so he is subordinate to some superior, but he also has soldiers that are subordinate to him. And when he gives them a command, they simply obey. So if the kingdom of Rome had obedient soldiers, how much more should the kingdom of heaven have obedient servants of Christ? Remember also that Matthew has crafted this narrative to remind us of the book of Numbers. And the book of Numbers is all about Israel's preparation for the conquest of Canaan. It begins with a census of soldiers, fighting men in Israel. But instead of trusting God uh, to bring them into the promised land, ten captains of the armies of Israel put God to the test. They sin the sin of unbelief, and that keeps them wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. Now here in this gospel, you have a Gentile soldier. And Jesus says he is going to recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven because he has great faith. The sons of the kingdom will be cast out, and those who have faith in Christ will be brought in. This is a standing rebuke upon the Jewish nation for persisting in unbelief. They were supposed to be a city on a hill and a light to the Gentiles. But instead, they worshipped idols and became even worse than them. So Jesus is now fulfilling that role and creating a new holy army. And it is composed of all those who love God's authority and embrace the hierarchy he has established and uses the authority we have been given to seek the good of those under us. Now, we live in a time that is suspicious of and despises authority. Uh, the egalitarian feminist or socialist mindset has a love-hate relationship with power and authority. In one sense, they hate it. They rage against it and want revolution. They say things like, smash the patriarchy, uh, speak truth to power, and so on. But this is because they want power. 
they envy those above them and desire power for themselves. So socialism is built on envy, feminism is built on envy, and envy is antithetical to the kingdom of heaven. Notice that God's grace does not abolish the hierarchy he has established in the world. Instead, it redeems it. He does not call the centurion to leave his job and follow him. No, instead he marvels and commends him for his faith. So do we have faith like this? Are we obedient soldiers in Christ's army? When God says go, do we go or do we drag our feet? Are we more like Israel who wanted power on their own terms and in their own timing? Or are we like the centurion who trusted God? pled with Jesus on another's behalf, and received a blessing. May God give us all this centurion-like faith. And amen.